Welcome to the Movie Overload Podcast, where we will be covering 100 films through the history of cinema, from a trip to the moon, to Parasite, and everything in between, except for Woody Allen. Fuck Woody Allen. Amen. Ooh. That guy. It's been a minute, but I, I did it. You did it. I did it. It's been a while since we uh, recorded, uh, probably around a a week. It's been about a week. It's been about a week because, you know, we're (laughs) we're really on top of things. Yeah, it's just been Um, a busy week. It feels like it's been, yeah. Oof, you know. A couple (laughs) years. Yeah. There's so much (laughs) has happened in that time, really. That's true. We're different people now. Mm -hmm. I am. Yeah. At least a week older. (laughs) I am. At least one. You're right. I don't know how I feel about that. I have to fight the urge not to use the little sound bites that we I have know. now. I think you should just interface. do it. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh, man. We've done it. See, like, even when I was we did the intro and I was like, boo. I was like, oh, man, I wish there was a, a little sound pad thing for people going, boo. <laughs> Maybe oh, we can no. get one. I mean, we can. I just... I don't know. I feel like the entire concept of doing something like that is just so cheesy and it ridiculous. Really I kind of hate it, but it, it that is. also makes me like it. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. Can I it's just say? Oh, sorry. Go. Yeah. Say. You're say, allowed to say something. How the truth. nice it is to hear Hunter in my headphones. Hooray! Oh my gosh, it is crazy because normally we can't at all. Yep. The point of all this conversation is that we got a new piece of gear to help us record better, and it's really nice. It's yeah. It's, it's really saving our butts here. It's been very challenging to try to edit these podcasts together when we have different interfaces, which is not something I would have thought about before, (laughs) but it just means everything is slightly out of sync, even if you sync it up perfectly. Over the course of an hour, things will get slightly out of sync again, and then you have to edit them. Yeah. I did not know that. I stay out of editing. Mm -hmm. Like your track and my track, always in sync. Right. Hunter's track, in sync for a bit. And then eventually not in sync, and then there's a weird echo. That's really weird. Uh huh. So it's really great having us all record on the same thing, so that doesn't happen. Yep. We've we leveled from, up. Yeah, two yeah. interfaces across two different computers to one tiny little handheld device. Right. It was so bad. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's for We're us, proud. not for you. We've made it. Anyway. Uh, what's this, that what's was this very podcast exciting. It was about? a good ramble. We uh, this, uh, yeah, we aren't covering a movie today. Oh, okay. okay. Cool. Yeah, I We're covering a masterpiece. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm in a weird mood. It's It's been a little busy. We are covering Casablanca. Well, never uh, heard of it. I wait. haven't either. What are you talking about? JK. I was going to say it was a classic, and then I realized, wait, I don't actually know what this is. What are we, what are we talking about? It's a mystery. I forgot to watch it, I guess. Oh, Reese. Uh, oh, wait, I'm Hannah. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. you are? <laughs> yeah, who are you? Because <laughs> I guess I'm Reese. I, I guess. guess I'm also Hunter still, potentially. No one has told me otherwise. That should be, maybe that should be like one of the t-shirts we do. It's like I guess I'm also Hunter potentially. I don't know. No it's one's like, told me otherwise. It's it's like a name tag shirt, and it just says, "Hello, I guess my name is still blank." Right. Blank. No one's I told me otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely been told my name is otherwise. People always get my name wrong. So rice is it? Hmm. Is it rice? Hit rice a lot. Yeah, that one sucks. Boo. Ugh. Yikes. Anyway. Anyway. Rice, more like yikes. Amen to that, brother. <laughs> I hate. I hate. Anyway. I feel such hate. Anyway. Hate. Uh, what anyway. is your Casablanca movie? I have an abstract. It's a little abstract. <laughs> okay, I need to quit. Anyway. <laughs> Casablanca is a 1942 American wartime romantic drama directed by Michael Curtis. It ends with so cool. I'm pretty sure it's Curtis. I think I've heard people say it Curtis. Oh, Curtis. Um, that would sense. make more sense because I was definitely doubting Hungarian. myself. Hungarian. Potentially. Yeah. And starring Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, and Paul Henreid. Henreid? Henreid? I'm the worst. Uh, Casablanca mm-hmm. went on to win the Academy Award for Best Picture, while Curtis was selected as Best Director, and the Epsteins and Coach were honored for writing the Best Adapted Screenplay. Its ever-glowing reputation has carried the film through time to the point that its lead characters, memorable lines, and pervasive theme song have all become iconic, and it consistently ranks near the top of lists of one of the as one of the greatest films in history. 
It really does. It 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 so aggressively belongs on this list. It's like it does. Oh, it's yeah. like the list was made for this movie. <laughs> I know. I watched it and I was like I was a fake fan before. I was uh, like, yeah, I love old movies, blah, blah, blah. How have I not watched this before? You hadn't seen it before? I had never seen it before. Whoa. It's been on my list forever, and I just never made time for it. That's and great, I regret great. that. This yeah. is like a weird one where you and I have seen it, and Hannah has not seen it. I'm a fake fan. I'm, all my Audrey Hepburn and movies are meaningless. Also, just so you know, it's still really good the second time. <laughs> I, I kind of liked it, it more. Yeah, me too. Really? Yeah. yeah. I and I guess that's again. normal, but just wanted to also say that like it's it's great yeah because I, I mean like some movies are like an experience mm-hmm. and then you know the second time you're like wow it's still really good but that experience is like kind of diminished yeah yeah but this is not really an experience kind of a film it's just like you watch it the first time you're like that was good second time you watch it, you're like oh wait what it's still good well it's like yeah. the same but it's like so i have more appreciation for appreciation for film now than i did mm. last time i watched it mm-hmm. so it just yeah you know yeah. It, it, uh, I, there's a lot of things i like that the more into movies i've gotten like those movies are i'm now aware that they are you know less and less amazing <laughs> right? you know yeah. watching a lot of these movies and then coming back to things that i used to really like being like oh it just kind of took all of these things from all of these other stuff. Like it's not the revolutionary thing it was in my brain. Um, right. But this, this I feel like kind of goes up in your estimation with the more movies you watch. It's just, it's still, it just still holds up. Yeah. So, and it's also weird that it has like basically the same cast as the previous movie we've covered. I was going to say, I did enjoy <laughs> seeing familiar faces. This is true. Yeah. And I'm going to be on the lookout for some other boys now. Some boys. Yeah. Because, gotta get I, that Sydney Green Street I lo- action. I, I actually would like actively seek out more Sydney Green Street performances because I, I love that man. He's pretty but fun. Also, uh, Claude Rains apparently. Um, I, I will go after this man. Oh, was that the guy that looks like Reese Darby? Louis Renault, yeah, yeah. Okay. I love that guy. Also, he's very good. Humphrey Bogart may just replace Ryan Gosling. Uh-oh. Oh, look at that man! Wow. Hmm. Even even with his head hmm. being like twice the size of Ryan Gosling, like <laughs> yes. is that is that a good thing? And his short stature, I just can't get enough oh, of it. Yeah. I just mm. oh yeah, don't get me Humphrey. started. Humphrey, yeah, oh. Humphrey. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> <laughs> this whole podcast is a digression. It doesn't. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I apologize in advance for my tired <laughs> rants, but I do have a plot summary for you all. Yes, hell yeah, it's concise. Filmed and set during World War II, it focuses on an American expatriate, Rick Blaine, who must choose between his love for an old flame and helping her and her husband, a Czech resistance leader, escape from the city of Casablanca to continue his fight against the Germans. The screenplay is based on Everybody Comes to Rick's, an unproduced stage play by Marie Burnett and Joan Allison. Oh, I did not know that. There's a lot of information I found actually about the play and that whole process, Hmm. um, which I thought was super interesting. Has it been produced now? Is it still... I don't think so. I don't think anyone ever picked it up. Mm. They, some, wait, I wrote that down. Somewhere. Beyond the scene. Yes. Um, No, essentially this lady was reading it like on a train in New York. She was reading the play and she contacted the studio and was like, buy the rights, like the film rights to this Mm. right now and talk them into it. I think even though they thought she was crazy but i mean it worked out a little bit they kind of got a good movie out of it a little bit (laughs) i think it was a good move was good movie he he good movie good movie big monkey (sighs) i'm i'm so happy that that's out in the world yep me too it's real even though i don't know that anybody cares I don't know. I haven't checked our listen times. It's um, you know, it's we're we're doing all right. I think it says we got like nineteen monthly listeners or something. We have an estimated audience moment. as of right now of fifteen, oh. which is up from is what up? I had seen before. Oh, it hello, adoring fans. Yes, <laughs> hello. We appreciate you. I mean, heck, that's fifteen people. That's still kind of crazy. I will take it. I personally am proud of us. Yeah, I think I think we're doing all right, all things considered. I agree. We're going to be famous one day. 
Yeah, it's just, it's I mean, just wait just when this one comes out. This is our, this is our titular episode. This is going to, this is going to explode, you know, it, this is, this is it in a, in a way when you really think about it. This Maybe. is our peak. This is, we've peaked right. And that's so sad. Like it's only downhill yeah. from here. That's <laughs> fair, but and I don't think you can top this. Yeah, but look, I don't know. I'm excited for the rest of the movies. I'm not. I think I want to. I think you guys I should quit. carry on without me. <laughs> actually, like, no, we're done. We finally uh, got the interface. We're finally, you know, doing it. I'm, what, I'm done. What's the point of talking about oh movies my. if they're not Casablanca? Exactly. Big mood. <laughs> it is so, really, really delightful. Sorry, I feel like we, Hannah keeps trying to lead into the abstract. She really does, yeah. and I'm just trying to derail. The it. Said the abstract. In the plot summary. I in the summary. Ignored trying to go into like the main rude. report. I'm sorry. I do remember you said it. I like, was remembering you said it as I was speaking that out loud. Okay. I was just hung up on the idea of interrupting you, I guess. You really yeah. like that. How dare you? Yeah. As a anyway, man, you know. As I mean, a man. <laughs> I mean. You're so into it. <laughs> it's all sorry. these old movies encouraging him in the Curses. wrong ways. Yeah. Darn I it. cannot handle he, it. Sorry. He saw that bit where she was <laughs> like, oh, you have to make, to make the decision for all of us. And he was yeah. like, I will. And then Hunter was like, yeah, said, men make the again. decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Men I do the talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay I don't know. because I was distracting myself. I was actually not as great at being organized, so I was just looking for the note about the play because I wanted to remember oh. exactly okay. what it was before I shared. Gotcha. It was the story editor Irene Diamond who discovered the script in 1941 through or on a trip through New York, and she convinced Hal Wallace to buy the rights in January 1942 for $20,000, which was mm. the most anyone in Hollywood had ever paid for an unproduced play. Hmm. Interesting. Is so it still? she really liked it. Such a specific circumstance. I'm not An unproduced positive. play. Yeah. I yeah. feel like people have probably paid more, but I'm not sure if it's like more because of inflation or more because of right. Hmm. people want more money. I don't know. That's a lot of money, though, for 1940s yeah. for a play. Like, yeah, they just wrote the script and got that much money for it. So did they just did they offer like that much like right out the gate or were they like, uh, no, you need to give us the most money anybody's ever given anybody. You know what I, I mean? Like, know. how does I it get up to that, that up. cost? Yeah, I don't know. I know that she had to fight for it a little bit. Like, OK, I think she really convinced the studio like she I think she just had a vision for this as a film and was like, no, no, no. This will be great. Just do it. And they were like, eh, I don't know. It's an <laughs> unproduced play. But And she was like, trust me, out. you'll have a the best movie on your yeah, hand. Yeah, best Academy. Academy Award for Best Film. Holy cow. Um, the play's cast consisted of 16 speaking roles and several extras. Hmm. The film script enlarged it to 22 speaking roles and hundreds of extras. Ding. Mm, that makes sense. They upped it a little bit. Mm. Um, and it was also called, as I said before, uh, what was it called? Everybody Comes to Rick's, mm. obviously referencing the nightclub. Um, they renamed it to Casablanca, apparently an imitation of the 1938 hit Algiers. Hmm. I do not know it. Don't really know how to pronounce words. I could be completely wrong. It's could A-L-G-I-E-R-S. Be. Oh, Okay. So they they liked the one word, right? Oh, okay, it was it was trendy, hmm. and it they were you trying know, to be hip. Does make it continue to have some sort of you know? I mean, I think pe- if it was called "Everybody Comes to Ricks," right? I don't know that people would remember it the same way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, have you seen "Everybody Comes to Ricks"? It's too like, long. Yeah. It's Even cool. for a play name, I like Casablanca better. Yeah. It's just to the yeah. point. And you totally can like see the like the play structure t- mm. t- to mm. the movie. Like when I think of it, I'm like, oh yeah, I can totally see this I being a play. I do too. Because like so much of the like, so much of the the action and the tension, et cetera, is kind of in a weird way off screen. Like you're thrown into this world and you spend most of your time in the bar yeah. Like, it, it's so all stuff much. that, like, I could very easily see you just doing on a stage and not having to, like, mm, yeah. show the plane take off or whatever. Just, like, That's true. then they, you know, exit stage left. And I don't know. It, yeah. it feels pretty. I don't know how close it is, I guess, to the play adaptation. I but. think it's pretty close. Um, I know they tweaked a few things here and there, but 
it's like they didn't really add a bunch of excess stuff to it because the film was shot entirely entirely at the Warner Bros. studio. Okay. Um, with the exception of the sequence at the airport in L.A. Hmm. But that was it. Like, they just left it all very simplistic. So like they you're right. at an actual airport? I know. <laughs> that wasn't a set? That's well, so cool. there's a couple of tricks, actually. Like, mm, okay. the final scene with the plane in the background. Oh, yeah, that was so um, cool. <laughs> I tried to find all of the things. Wait. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. I'm still waiting. <gasps> I'm sorry. Gosh. I'm so bored. Oh. I, I did, in fact, find the note. Okay. <laughs> Just... Right put it down in my fun <laughs> facts and wasn't prepared to jump into those yet. But <laughs> since it came up, <laughs> yeah. the background of the final scene, which shows the Lockheed Model 12 Electra Junior airplane mm. with personnel walking around it, was staged using little person extras. Oh. That's a quote. That was not me. And a proportionate cardboard plane. <laughs> Fog was used to mask the model's unconvincing appearance. Nevertheless, the Disney's Hollywood Studios theme park in Orlando, Florida, purchased a Lockheed 12A for its great movie ride attraction and initially claimed that it was the actual plane used in Casablanca. That's hilarious. <laughs> they said it was? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mean, using this freaking cardboard cutout. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy. Like, oh, my God. I feel like I went, so I, I did go on the great movie ride back but when it existed. Mm. I don't know yeah. if you guys have been there since, uh-uh. but it, it got taken uh-huh. down. Really? Yeah, it like it so it was like a model of like man's Chinese theater and then you go through and it's like all this cool stuff. Anyway, um they replaced it with like a you know those like newer Mickey cartoons that they do, no. the like 2D animated ones that get yeah. kind of spoopy. That that's what spoopy. they made the ride. <laughs> so mm. it's going to it's still probably still cool, but like great movie ride was awesome. Anyway. Yeah, that sounds so fun. But that's disappointing that it wasn't the actual plane. It, mm. Yeah. How dare they? But they did have a big budget, though. So I don't know why they stuck with their cardboard cutout. Yeah. And their simplistic set. That's fine. That's weird. Um, The initial filming date was selected for April 1942, but delays that I will get into led to production starting in late May. Filming was completed August 3rd at a cost of $1,039,000, which was $75,000 over budget. (laughs) (laughs) And this was all above average for the time. Mm -hmm. Unusually, the film was shot in sequence, mainly because only the first half of the script was ready when filming began. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I did know something (laughs) about that. I remembered them, like, shooting... Like, that's pretty much the only thing I knew about this movie outside of, like, just what's in it. It's like they were shooting before they had finished it. So why that is, is because the first writers that they assigned to the script were the twins, Julius and Philip Epstein, Mm -hmm. who, against the wishes of Warner Bros., like, they fought them really hard on this. They left uh, at Frank Capra's request early in 1942 to work on the Why We Fight series in Washington, D.C. They kind of just picked up and left because they were like, sorry. Hmm. And flew out, and while they were gone... Warner Bros. was like, okay, and uh, handed it over to Howard Koch, gotcha. K-O-C-H. I don't know. Very cool. Was He was assigned, he produced 30 to 40 pages, then the Epstein brothers finished, came back, and retook it over. Poor Howard. The heck, guys. Exactly. So, this was all fairly interesting. Um, they were reassigned to Casablanca, and contrary to what Koch claimed in two pub two published books his work was not used (laughs) he claimed that it was it was not the epstein brothers and coach never worked in the same room at the same time during the writing of the script in the final budget for the film the epsteins were paid thirty thousand and four hundred and sixteen dollars and coach earned four thousand two hundred dollars dang so he was gypped yeah but, but also, was anything that he did good? Like, we, if we didn't see any <laughs> of it, you know? I don't know, because also listed in everything I researched, it said the Epstein brothers and Coach were honored for right. best adapted screenplay. He does have writing credit. Yeah, mm. totally. But then it's saying, contrary to what he claims in his books, none of his work was actually used. Mm. So I wasn't quite sure, because I kept seeing conflicting... Maybe if you just pay someone for their work, you kind of want to credit them, even if it didn't yeah. actually work out. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it sense. probably gave mm. them 
a jump start. Like they just yeah. took what he started with and then maybe went from there and no reworked way. it. Well, in that case, it's it's still mm-hmm. weird though because like you would think that there would be writing credit for the people that wrote the actual original play. Yeah, but true. they but like despite the fact that they wrote the story, you know what I mean? Yeah, they aren't getting any kind of credit at it's the so Oscars weird. or whatever. Like, yeah, that's true. I don't understand. Like that's the thing of best adapted screenplay as a category or whatever is like is weird to me because it's like like John Huston in Multi Salkin was people really liked his adaptation because it was so accurate to the book. Mm. Which is then at that point it's like, but but like huh? Yeah. You know, I don't I mean, to be fair, I haven't adapted anything. So I guess I can't really speak to it. But it's also fair. like it seems a little weird that like you essentially take somebody else's work and then like edit it kind of, you just and write it on a new sheet of paper credit. and call <laughs> your own and then you get the credit for what they did. Yeah. yeah. Hey man, can I copy your homework? Right. It's That's what Please it is. Though. I mean, they're, they're accrediting it as an adaptation. So it's right. like they're not saying it's their original work, but mm. yeah, there's yeah, a lot of, it's like, I don't know. Like if I just like did a tracing, you know, of like, the Mona Lisa or something. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) If I just like traced it on, you know, whatever people Mm -hmm. would be like, wow, that looks so much like the Mona Lisa. You did a terrific job. Best adaptation goes to Reese. (laughs) Right. Like I don't, this isn't, this isn't a work of art. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. At least I don't. I know in like the original play, they had it where Ilsa didn't even meet. Is it Victor Laszlo? I kept reading his name as Laszlo. Um, (laughs) She didn't even meet him until after everything with Rick. Oh, that drastically changes. Oh. Yeah. So Jeez. for the film, they did make some plot Those changes. Those are significant like changes that, that yeah. make it way more impactful. Exactly. So yeah. I know that they did get in there and like really rework it. That's fair. Um, and then I think I read something too that Koch said that his he thought his writing like caused too much conflict with what the director wanted. Like him and Curtis were on different pages about it all. But he's like, I don't know. I think then my work somehow meshed with the Epstein brothers work. And it just all, I brought perfect balance to like the script or something. This guy. (laughs) I know. And I'm like, I don't think they used it, dude. (laughs) Being that, Uh, that one person on the group that's like, no, but like, but like me though, like, let's talk about (laughs) what I did. That's totally what it was. But I do feel bad for him because they were like, Oh, they're gone. Here, you can do it. JK, they're back. You guys can have it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's like, oh, my glorious moment of fame. <laughs> yeah. mm. Did not work out. Technically, having writing credit on one of the best movies ever made is is a, is a bragging point, I guess. True. But This is true. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. fine. He'll get over it. He's probably dead. He's probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> He got over it. (laughs) (laughs) He's over it now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Oh, man. The cast is notably international. Only three of the credited actors were born in the U.S. Bogart, Dooley Wilson, and Joy Page. Everyone else was foreign. (gasps) (laughs) What? I know. (laughs) Ingrid Mm. Bergman is very Swedish. She's so cool. She's the coolest, actually. Uh, I uh, I like her. They called this role for her. They said it was her most famous and enduring role. Hmm. I but mean, I guess that's probably true. Yeah. She's in a lot of stuff, though. Like, she's yeah. a big deal. Mm-hmm. They said, yeah, other things before had like been really well received, but this just, I don't know, got all the attention for her, which I think was deserved. Mm-hmm. Good on her. Yeah, people were all from all over the place, too. It was, like, Russian, German, Austrian, Swedish. Yeah, they had people from all over the place. From all over the <laughs> yeah. Europe. Yeah, so Bulgarian, Dutch, Moroccan, hmm. English, all the things. Cool. Yeah, so that was kind of yeah. neat. A that is fun. mesh of people. Mm. I like it. We dig Makes that. Sense. I'm totally ranting. Just stop me if you need to I go know. on a bunny trail. You are doing what you're supposed to we we usually go on more bunny trails, so I'm feeling feeling a We're little suspicious. <laughs> well, it's just that there's there's so little that's like fucked about this movie. That's you know true. What I mean, 
Yeah. Also, while we're here, while we're at it, I, I do want to drop in just a little fuck Woody Allen. Thank you. Um, and Ryan Gosling does fuck. It's true. I really can't break my loyalty to him. Sorry, Humphrey. <laughs> I thought about it. Fuck off, Humphrey. Ryan <laughs> yeah. Gosling fucks. Ryan Gosling really does. <laughs> I'm loyal to him till the day I die. Sorry. Yeah. I, I just felt like we didn't have quite enough F-bombs in there. So I just had to I like agree. fill it up a little bit. I tried to say sons of bitches earlier, but I think it got drowned out. No. Oh, and I sorry. just wanted to make sure that that was heard. Yeah. Sons yeah. of bitches. Who who are the sons, sons of, of bitches? bitches? I don't even remember anymore. Dang. But it, they know who they are. They absolutely do. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe I already forgot. I'll listen back and be like, oh, that's when I said it. <laughs> I whispered it in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Delightful. All good things. Mm-hmm. Although Casablanca was an A-list film with established stars and first-rate writers, no one expected it to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this is Quote, true. <laughs> awesome. Unquote. <laughs> it said, no one involved with its production expected it to be anything other than one of the hundreds of ordinary pictures produced by Hollywood that year. Dang. They also rushed it like heck. Um, they hmm. rushed it into release to take advantage of the publicity from the Allied invasion of North Africa a few weeks earlier. Oh. So it had its wor- world premiere on November 26, 1942 in New York City. Uh, it wasn't released nationally in the U.S. until late January 1943. Dang. That's like there being some like masterpiece drama about the wall that like comes out like yeah. right in 2016 like after like it's that's crazy right after yeah, yeah it was pretty nuts so they yeah i think they picked up the pace because that's two months earlier than their national release but i think it probably would have been released even later but they finished it enough to release hmm. it early so then they just sped up the national release yeah, too that makes sense so yeah it was well received but it definitely gained like its reputation kind of just gradually improved over time Hmm. like it kind of just kept picking up speed everyone like they liked it but they said it was just kind of a solid success as it came out and then just as years went on it just stayed popular like people just still loved it yeah it it's kind of flawless you know yeah i Mm -hmm. don't really know why anyone would have an issue with it and i mean it has you know every iconic line ever it's I just loved the writing. Every single <laughs> line of that movie. Okay. I'll sprinkle in fun facts. Do you want to yeah. hear something mm-hmm. cute? Mm-hmm. Bogart's line, here's looking at you, kid, is said four times in the film. It was not in the screenplays. Oh. It was not written. Uh, in the draft screenplays, that is. Uh, but has been attributed to a comment he made to Bergman as he taught her poker between takes. Mm. So I guess it was something he would just say to her. And they liked oh, it, so they wrote they it in. Like, wow. You should say that in the movie. Isn't that cute? That's funny. <laughs> so Humphrey. it's just so him. I love it. Wow. <laughs> He's looking at you, kid. It's so good. I love it. It just <laughs> makes me feel <laughs> warm inside. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I want that on my wall so I can it's hear it in his like voice it. to mm-hmm. myself every day. <laughs> I just want an audio recording of that hanging on my wall. I agree. That just automatically plays when I look at it. Maybe I'll change my alarm sound to that. <laughs> Whoa. Just over and over. He's looking at you, kid. 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 That'd be funny. <laughs> Wake up and live your live your life. <laughs> there's pro- there's got to be a song out there that uses like a sample of that in there. Oh, I would uh, die for that. Probably. Wow, I it's really want to. It must exist. That. Like, I feel like that would be really hard to find specifically, but I feel like it has to be real. I mean, I bet if you just search Spotify for "Here's Looking at You, Kid," you'd find something. That's true. I am totally not doing that right now while you guys I'm continue. I'm also just, totally I'm, not Googling I just want, it. I just want speak. like a like a lo-fi, like chill beat song. And it's just every once in a while you just hear like, here's looking at you, kid. Oh, that would like, kill me. Oh my gosh. There oh. are like so many songs called Here's Looking at You, Kid. I for sure yeah, definitely found sense. a ton as well. Blondie has a song <laughs> called Here's Looking at You, Kid. Wow, I'm so excited yeah. to listen to these later. <laughs> Henry Mancini has a song called Here's Looking at You, Kid. Now we're copyright claimed. Cool. Hooray. Huh. Yay. <laughs> we love that. Please support our Patreon. Oh, oh, we don't make any money off of this at all. Uh, which is okay. Wicked Patreon. You know, we, we, 
we're okay. We do things yeah. creatively for fun. We do. But also, if you want to, but also, we like, invested a decent amount of money in did. this. I'm not gonna lie. And if you wanted to maybe go because you like us and you want to hear more things, we wouldn't say no to you. We wouldn't. We've in fact made internet uh, places where we specifically do not say no to you. Exactly. And that's all I have to say. And on top of that, we we give you incentive to. Yeah. This is very true. We we're we're doing. Let's see. What is it? We got the ASMR one going. Mm-hmm. ASMR. That one's fun. Um, we're also wanting to do. Once anybody's on that tier, becomes more worth it. <laughs> the deep dive episodes. We are, you know, currently really going going hard into that uh, that Charlie Chaplin filmography. To to get get a real real in depth knowledge of of the boy to be able to talk about him because charlie chaplin fucks yeah well i mean he really did a lot of people (laughs) some of those people were a lot younger than him (laughs) yeah yeah forgot about that his his wife was like 18 when he married her and he was like 50 jeez what the heck yeah but they apparently had a really great relationship and stayed married for like you know the rest of their lives and whatever but that's it works out yeah like it does sound like it worked out like it didn't sound like it was creepy except i mean the age gap is creepy but like Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know like in this movie like in this yeah that was kind of weird when she was like oh you know i had i was getting braces on and he was like i was looking for a job i was like "Uh, oh okay there were interesting things about the code in this movie Hmm. Um, I guess the play used quite a bit of language. <gasps> I know. And also just had like explicit references about sex. Like, <laughs> I know, Rick and Ilsa's sexual history for the guy selling visas for sex. Oh. Who was that? Hmm. I'm kind of glad that wasn't down. in this movie. That would make me sad. It, mm. Yeah, they took it out because... Too dark, too real. It's a little too real. Yeah. Yeah, and then they ended up just kind of implying different things, which Mm -hmm. I think was a little more tasteful anyway. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't think that you know censoring stuff is like a great practice in general, Mm -hmm. but I do feel like for this movie, Mm -hmm. I think it it operates at the level that it should. It doesn't need to be so painfully real. Yeah, it wasn't. I feel like it would have taken some of the charm away, I guess, right. if it was more Which rough. Which <laughs> does kind of bring up the question, like, I was kind of thinking about that while I was watching it this time around. Like, does it kind of, like, romanticize a lot of World War II garbage? Like, mm. Yes, and that is the point. But, like, <laughs> is that, true. but, like, that kind of literally the point. I mean, yeah. To, to some extent, at least for some of it. I just, I don't understand, like, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously having a romance in the midst of turmoil is, like, you know, right. obviously effective or whatever. But it's different than kind of, like, making what's going on in Casablanca at that time hmm. kind of romantic in and of itself. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of putting a... That's actually romantic story in that place that was actually going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting because of how they decided to do the ending. I think they mm. w- kind of has to deal with that question. Mm. If I can ramble, mm-hmm. sure. Um, so it says this is the beginning of the note, and I will get there. The possibility was discussed of Laszlo being killed in Casablanca, allowing Rick and Ilsa to leave together. Mm. But as Casey Robinson wrote to Wallace before filming began, the ending of the film set up for a swell twist when Rick sends her away on the plane with Laszlo. For now, in doing so, he is not just solving a love triangle. He is forcing the girl to live up to the idealism of her nature, forcing her to carry on with the work that in these days is far more important than the love of two little people. Mm. So I think they wanted to highlight that self-sacrifice of like yes it's romanticized and there's love amidst all the war blah 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 but like at the end of the day that's what wins i guess Mm, yeah and i mean he he basically says that yeah spoiler alert sorry yeah (laughs) 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 your movie from 1942 
probably already maybe know the ending of, even if you haven't seen it. But yeah, he's like something about you know, the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans or something. Right, like you just, have to be realistic the <laughs> at the end of the day, which I did appreciate. So it says it was certainly impossible for Ilsa to leave Laszlo for Rick as the motion picture production code forbade showing a woman leaving her husband for another man. Wait, really? So that wasn't even an option. That's wild. The concern, the concern was not whether Ilsa would leave with Laszlo, but how this outcome would be engineered. The problem mm. was solved when the Epstein brothers were driving down Sunset Boulevard and stopped for the light at Beverly Glen. At that instant, the identical twins turned to each other mm. and simultaneously cried out, round up the usual suspects. By the time they had driven <laughs> past Fairfax <laughs> and okay. through the Warner Bros. Studios uh, portals at Burbank, in the words of Julius Epstein, the idea for the farewell scene between a tearful Bergman and a suddenly noble Bogart had been formed and all the problems of the ending had been solved. Mm. Mm. It works. So the code was there. Interesting. I don't know. I mm. think that's so interesting. I know, that's yeah, funny. they kept talking about killing off Laszlo so that they could end up together. But right. then they didn't want it to win over everything going on with the war mm. and they couldn't have her leave him. So mm. that makes sense. So there they I were. Guess. See, it's a weird thing when, like, this is the only example of a movie I can think of where I feel like the code, while still kind of fucked, ended up kind of steering this movie towards being something that's, like, really iconic and cool. I know. Because at first I was like, oh, that's stupid. But I was like, oh, I wouldn't have liked it if she left him for... It would have felt less meaningful. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was just more impactful this way. Right. Which is like, I don't know, it's weird though, because like all of the other things that are like kind of defying code or whatever, yeah. we, we tend to like, or the things that are like, oh, this is what they were going to do before the code came in. Usually it's like, oh, dang it. I <laughs> yeah. know. You know? Right. <laughs> the Hayes Code. Why you do this to me? Like, like what they did with the Maltese Falcon. Like mm-hmm. they had to kind of strip out a lot of the drinking and all that. And that, that made it worse, mm-hmm. even though it's still a fantastic movie. Anyway, speaking of Maltese Falcon, what? Oh ho ho! There are connections between Maltese Falcon and Casablanca. Nice little segue. Thank you for that. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the cinematography because I was trying to read about the director, and it sounds like he was just kind of he just kind of stuck with the basic bare minimum, whatever. Like Mm -hmm. they're like, "Yep, you handed him a story, and he just gave you the visuals." He's like, "Yep, here Mm -hmm. it is." Like he did nothing crazy. They said he was, like, the best example of the exception of the Artura theory or something, I think it was called. Yeah, Yeah, that. Um, Just essentially saying he was, he kept it simple, I think, Uh, Hmm. which I think worked. Um, There just wasn't a lot about him since he didn't really do anything grand and revolutionary. But the cinematographer was talked about quite a bit. So it was Arthur Edison, a veteran who had previously shot the Maltese Falcon and Frankenstein. Hmm. Uh, particular attention was paid to photographing Bergman. Um, so he mm-hmm. kind of directed a lot of this. She was shot mainly from her preferred left side, often with a softening gauze filter and with catchlights to make her eyes sparkle. Mm-hmm. So he designed, I think, a lot of that. And the whole effect was designed to make her face seem ineffably sad and tender and nostalgic. Uh, he also used bars of shadow across the characters and in the background variously mm-hmm. imply imprisonment, the crucifix, the symbol of the free French forces, and the emotional turmoil. And then he liked to be dark film noir and expressionist lighting. So they use that in several scenes, partic- particularly towards the end of the picture. Mm-hmm. And he won. And he won. It was so good. Like it, it definitely did look very similar to what the Maltese Falcon mm-hmm. did. Yeah, but I can tell. After I read that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I did comment on the way that they specifically lighting mm. grid because yeah. it was like, oh, yeah, they're very specifically doing a look yeah, with all of these shots. Which totally made her stand out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> which is funny, too, because it said that the difference between um, her and Bogart's height caused a lot of problems. Mm. And oh, really? she was two inches taller than him, <laughs> which isn't <laughs> a lot. But when it's like <laughs> the leading lady and guy. Uh, so really she funny. told people later that Curtis had Bogart stand on blocks and sit on a ton of cushions <laughs> in all of their <laughs> scenes together. No, let him be a short king. 
Yeah. I know. But I Let like, her be a tall queen. <laughs> yes, exactly. Even more and importantly. I went back and I rewatched some scenes and he totally is. Even when they sit down, he's totally up. And I'm like, he's on a little booster seat yep. right now. Like, how did that hurt his confidence while filming? <laughs> Was he okay? Oh, <laughs> Poor fragile masculinity. I know. <laughs> we we assume okay. Humphrey Maybe Bogart okay. had problems with that. Maybe he's chill. Maybe yeah. he was. Maybe he was just like, yeah, I'm a shorty and I will sit on this <laughs> booster seat. You do what you gotta do. It is image. what it is. It's fine. Yeah. I really I really liked Ingrid Bergman's performance. I mean, great. Humphrey Bogart stood out. I don't know that his character was like quite as intriguing to me as his character in um, The Maltese Falcon. I but agree. like still still delightful. Like I I, st- I still get I still get the Bogart love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just so classic. Mm-hmm. He just is the forties in yes, a weird way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this movie in general it. just is the forties. Yeah, like anything that we would think of that would be like ah, flashback to the forties, callback to the f- what? It's all just imagery from this movie, really. It's just Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. And her sparkly eyes. Mm-hmm. Indeed. That worked. And that plane. And the freaking mm-hmm. plane. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So nice. The so music. Cool. Oh, Back yeah. when plans used to look cool. Mr. That's true, actually. Yeah. They're boring now. Mm-hmm. Talk about M- Mr. Steiner. Max the boy. The music was our written legend. by Max Steiner, who wrote scores for King Kong and Gone with the Wind. And A Star is Born. <gasps> and A Star is Born. Thank you. He's done four movies that we've covered so <laughs> far. That's insane. He might. I, I am curious. I do want to do an episode at the end of our whole tour of the movies. Yeah. Where we go through like all the like the stats, you mm, know what I mean? Like how many people? Did. Yeah, Max Steiner composed the most films on you know our list, That's or cool. you know whatever that kind of thing. We can do a little award ceremony. And yeah, Kit Kats in their honor. That would be so cool. I'm so down. Yeah, kind of just want more chocolate. And then I want to do like a few episodes <laughs> of like ah. Uh, we each have an episode where we're just talking about our individual top fives. So like there's like a Hannah's top five. Mm-hmm. Episode, I like that. You know? Like I do feel like we got to do some stuff at the end to like curate and then i'd also want to do one more episode that's like if we were to revamp the 100 movies list like if we were to edit Mm -hmm. it slightly things yeah because there are a few things i would feel like maybe don't need to belong like i don't know i'm still questioning like the wizard of oz i also question the wizard of oz but it was so much fun to research Mm -hmm. so (laughs) yeah like it was it was a really cool episode i'm glad we did it but also like i want to have the cabinet of dr caligari in there like i realized with how many times it's been brought up and whatever, like yeah. that is a very important film that we did not stick on here for some reason. So I, I would want that on there. And also Godzilla is not on our list. So like, hmm. you know, King Kong is. But, King Kong is. Big but you know, they're different. He big lizard. Exactly. It's different. Depending yeah. on the movie, I think sometimes she big lizard. Is that <laughs> oh, actually news to me i don't know anything about godzilla i'm shook i mean i think godzilla is a is is a boy godzilla for most of them if not but i thought sometimes there was a female godzilla is that not the case maybe godzilla is just a a gender neutral being i don't know if that's a word yes female godzilla they big lizard Ooh. Oh wait! They. they oh <laughs> nope! I am just totally wrong. I they planned to do a female Godzilla. There was um, Godzilla. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't know how I feel about that. Oh. Huh. Remember? I'm not remember, sure. Remember that terrible cut from that movie? Was it terrible? Cut. Which one was that? I'm confused. I just. Wasn't that a thing? There was like a trailer for one of the more recent Godzilla movies and like the trailers cut in a way where they're like, oh my God. And then it cuts to another dude and oh he's like, Godzilla. And I'm like, I Hot. died inside. I don't That's remember that. Is that. so incredible. I know. I, I have so a, like a very specific memory of that and I'm like forgetting which movie that was for. Was that the 2014 one? I don't know. A movie I maintain is good, but yeah. I mean, nobody else does. No, it's not true. That's not true. It is what it is. Just because I (laughs) didn't care that much for it doesn't mean... I don't know. 
I mean, I'm not like a massive fan. Like yeah. Shin Godzilla is the most interesting Godzilla right. movie, which I I've still need seen. to see. I haven't seen that yet. Why are we talking about Godzilla in a Casablanca episode? Um, it's we got distracted. Rabbit trails. It just Hooray. is happening. Um, were we going okay. somewhere with that? Because I had a thing that I wanted to ask about. Why not mm. go ahead? If we weren't preoccupied. The only thing else I was going to say about the music is that oh, the yeah. song As Time Goes By oh, yeah. by Herman Hupfeld had been part of the story from the original play. Hmm. And Steiner really wanted to write his own composition to replace it. But Bergman had already cut her hair sh- really short for her next role, which was mm. Maria in For Whom the Bell Tolls, and couldn't reshoot. So they kind of told Max Steiner to suck it up. Hmm. Dang. They're like, stick with the OG song, dude. It's fine. And, and that song like, is a classic. Exactly. Right. And he was like, fine. <laughs> like, he wanted his song to be hmm. the song. Hmm. But here we are. So, okay, ask away. Uh, I don't know. I just was like thinking about the one thing that I remember reading about this movie and just it's kind of its role as like sort of American propaganda for World War II, which is kind of what we mentioned earlier about it, dealing with World War II things having been made and being seen while World War II was still happening and just it being basically like about, you know, not being isolationist yeah. when there's worldwide yeah. conflicts happening mm-hmm. and actually being like, hey, this matters and it is worthwhile to step in and deal with that. Right. Yeah, I love how Rick is like, I'm neutral. Right. I'm yeah, neutral. he's kind of like that American stand-in mm-hmm. being like, we're not dealing with this. Yeah. And then eventually being like, okay, I'll help. But I'll, I, do I'll do, I will deal yeah, with this because this does affect me. Right. And I guess, and I, I don't remember where I read that, but just being like, it already, like we were already in the war by the time this came out, so it was more just kind of affirmation than like mm-hmm. trying to sway any kind of opinion more. Like it was just like we were already there. like, And that was good mm-hmm. that at least is the argument i guess hmm. that is uh, interesting yeah mm-hmm. it's just weird like it didn't it does make sense it didn't mm-hmm. strike me so much like that just because it had his involvement in the war mm-hmm. is just kind of under the guise of like specifically his own love triangle you know what i mean right. and like yeah there's like that personal side of it that's kind of all mixed up right. too. And because the the personal Just is what good. affected me way more, mm-hmm. that that's kind of what it read to me most as. But I yeah. do think that that reading is entirely 100% there. And yeah, like, I guess so. kind of the point. I just I liked their little flashbacks. It's yeah. cool. Give me Roman holiday vibes. Oh, I really need to watch that still. It's on our list, so I guess. Excited. We'll get to it. It's coming up. Mm-hmm. We're getting, actually, we're kind of close, aren't that's, we? Yeah, I think that's my next one. Right. Is it really? I thought so. Dang. I'm going to look it up, but. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what are we in, 1942? Mm-hmm. And isn't Roman Holiday like 1953? Oh, maybe I'm is that is it 53 wrong. or is it 50? I could be wrong. I don't know anything. Your next oh, one is the, the Third Man. And then the next oh. one and then Roman holiday. is Roman Holiday. Excited to watch the Third Man. That'll be cool. Next week is Children of Paradise, a long-ass movie, 191 minutes. Oof, why? (laughs) Why do we do this to ourselves? It's apparently, it's considered like the best French film in history. So, that's saying something. The cover of it is pretty. Mm -hmm. I do like it. And it's got a Criterion edition, which is cool. Mm -hmm. And then I get, then we get to, on the topic of Capra. I get to cover Frank Capra. Yes, so. that I just spoke about. We, sh- we mm. should have waited a little bit longer, and then we could do It's a Wonderful Life around Christmas. Gasp. Oh, I mean, it'll it's come out it's close be, to Christmas. It'll be close, yeah. It'll be like, I don't know, a month early. Do-do-do-do-do. A few weeks early. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the schedule enough. I think, yeah. I think December? It, I think it comes out like first yeah, like or second early week of December. December. Yeah, yeah. That's Never mind. I take it back. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's <laughs> when, you know, we're recording it in two weeks and mm-hmm. it'll be, yeah, it'll be Christmas-ish yeah. time in, in two weeks from, from now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we are totally not ahead at are all. We, are we as ahead as we think we are? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> Which is not at all. But <gasps> indeed. Gasp. <laughs> Stress. Understandable. Panic. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Crisis. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Tragedy. I really want to get to recording Seven Samurai I'm before sorry. my classes start up again. Ew. 
school. Hmm. I'm Probably sure we can won't. do that. Well. Uh, I don't know. One can hope. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. There's really not that much to say. It's just another day. Well, that's actually true. That's, that's sorry. That's you guys already took all my fun facts. Yeah. Like, that was pretty much it. It was beautiful. Nice. I enjoyed it. Thanks. Do we have any more like deep thoughts? Like personal thoughts? Yeah. I mean, like, where do we rank this? You know, I gave it five stars. Pretty high up. I also gave it five stars. (laughs) I feel like it is objectively a five. I I give it four and a half because I'm an idiot. Well, the way that you do five stars is different because you're like five star is like the two films ever that have like destroyed me. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's a very small, like select group. Yeah. And like, yeah, five star films for you almost have to be a certain kind of movie. Yeah. I have to to rank it as like a personal favorite. Like it means something to me to be a five usually, Mm -hmm. Um, which doesn't usually happen. And for a film to be a personal favorite of yours, it like fits a certain kind of film mm-hmm. that this is not. Yeah. So and, it feels like honestly, it's, it's about as good as it could get for you. Honestly, if I change on it, if my views change on it, I could see it being like a five and maybe some kind of a favorite because I was even kind of saying to you, I was like, I want this to be one of those movies that like I watch enough times that I kind of internalize it mm-hmm. and can just kind of draw from it naturally. Yeah. Because I think that would be fun. It's, yeah. Um, it's still, I mean, it really, it's, it's great. It's the, one of those movies. The dialogue movies, is so good. Like, holy cow. It works so much so better fun. for me while I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. It is not one of those movies that like, I'm like constantly thinking about. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like while I'm watching, I'm like, I can't imagine this being done mm-hmm. better. Like this is, this just is mind blowing. Even still, that puts it at like number five for me. Of all the ones we've covered so far, like yeah. Yeah. I still put it mm-hmm. behind like Citizen Kane and like Grand Illusion and The Great Dictator and The Passion of Joan of Arc. Like those mm-hmm. ones just hit me more. Yeah, and harder. that's fair. But Casablanca is is a five star movie. It's fantastic. It's, it's great. Definitely one of my favorites. I think For sure. it's delightful. I really liked Hunter's Letterbox review. <laughs> Because right. I, I felt that. It's basically to the effect of what I was just talking about. Like, it put into um, words what I was feeling. Yeah. Uh, I can I can read it out loud if you, Please if do. you want me to. Um, I mean, there's just the bit about, like, satisfying writing, presented beautifully, can't fault it for being called perfect. And then, I want this movie to be, like, partially ingrained in my brain so I can quote it, and people will think I'm witty, and then I'll be like, haha, yeah, I stole that from Casablanca, and then I'll feel awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that though because if someone just quoted Casablanca all the time, I don't know why, but I would just like respect that human w- and want to be like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be like, wow, they like really know their like high quality old movies. Yeah, it's not I like hey, hey, follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> yeah, right. They're yeah. like, I like how this, this podcast has become like. Friendship. A Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz tape podcast. Yeah, I'm so bitter about everything they did to that cast, and like, it's not that great of a movie. So I'm just generally disappointed. I definitely have had a lot of people tell me post that episode, like, well, you know, there's there's some really like interesting like themes to it, and it's like it's it's like a metaphor, like it means something and whatever. Mm. And I'm like, okay, but that doesn't make it fun. Or enjoyable, it's or still boring as hell. Good movie, <laughs> like if anything that that lends credit to like the source material, right? Yeah, but does it lend that much credit to the film itself? And it's fun as a play, like it's fun to be yeah. in. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and like, the book makes sense for a children's book, like kind of Alice in Wonderland vibes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the movie is just. But it's just like okay, boring. yes, it it is it exists. It is an adaptation of a thing and. It, you know, put people in the hospital. Like I, I was gonna say, how many actors were hospitalized right. in the making of their boss? Yeah. Anyway, it's not it's not the best thing we covered. I'm glad that we got over that bump of like the late 30s having movies that we all have seen before, but aren't that great. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yep. The 40s are definitely much better. Mm-hmm. Although I am still a big fan of King Kong because he big monkey, and also <laughs> Duck Soup was really big great. Mm-hmm. Duck Soup was fun. But yeah, we got we got a good spread of things. 
but I would, and, and obviously, G- Grand Illusion is a 30s movie. Like that, that hits, you know? Hits different. But yeah, I would say that so far of, of all the decades we've covered, I think the 40s are probably like the most consistently good. Indeed. They're good times. Yeah. Even though Fantasia was kind of boring. <laughs> That's true. It was boring. It's There was fine. Like nothing to say about Fantasia. <laughs> It, Went from know. Wizard of Oz to Fantasia, and I was like, what do I do with this? <laughs> <laughs> what am I even doing with my life? Well, I mean, that's kind of how I felt with the Maltese Falcon. It was like, I mean, it's really good. I'm glad it's here. But, like, I guess I'll just talk about John Huston and play some Gandalf clips for a while. Cause like, <laughs> yes. You know? Because, like, what else are we supposed to do? Heck yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fair. Anyway. It is good times. what it is. Casablanca, five stars, masterpiece, great time stand out for me definitely ingrid bergman she just has a kind of charisma that i don't really know how to explain but she just i don't know she she makes sense she just wins yeah she's cool and obviously accent fantastic brilliante i liked it a lot the first time i saw it and the second time i was like oh this is really really good and yes to watch it again the way it was shot for me like I, it does feel like it's a set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in a way that's more artful and less cheesy. I agree. You know, like it. I really love the way that he lights his his sets. Like very Maltese Falcon, where like you see the lettering of the window, like on the mm-hmm. you know cast onto mm-hmm. the floor kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. Just yeah. Everything is shadows. Mm-hmm. And it just. Like, that one mm. bit where they like, there's like a camera pan from like the main room yeah. across a wall into his like upper side room, mm-hmm. which like in the universe, there's obviously totally like that is a separate room, but it just like, it's all in shot. And then he like uh, Rick kind of walks off frame, but you still see like his shadow silhouette projected onto the wall as he like, opens the very safe. specifically. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back and it's like, thank you. I liked it. Yeah. And and I like the bit at the beginning of the movie where it's like there's that garden like the tower in Morocco and then it like oh, yeah. pans down and you see like it, it kind of changes into like an actual set and whatever yeah. but like it, mm-hmm. it's pretty convincing mm-hmm. and that shot was like oh yeah that's that's Tatooine that's like mm-hmm. Moss Eisley George <laughs> mm-hmm. Lucas yeah totally used so much from this movie visually that's cool obviously that's influential and I was it made me very excited too get to the star wars report again because you know there's we've covered so many things and i'm like oh yeah and then star wars did this you know like george lucas was just like how about i amalgamate everything that (laughs) is great about film and that's why he won and then reinvent film with that in a weird way Uh, 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 bt dubs Uh, bt dubs the empire strikes back is still playing in theaters (gasps) we should go Uh, uh, i mean it's not anymore it was back in october sorry yeah when we weren't we are Time traveling things. We do these live, you son of a bitch. What? (laughs) You just insult the listener? Wow. No. And assume their gender? Dang. Uh, you (laughs) you daughter, non-binary child, offspring of a (laughs) bitch. (laughs) You offspring of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, Don't question me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um. Or bastard. Anyway. Huh. I'm stressed. Oh. <laughs> Both, I guess. Of a anyway, bitch bastard. <laughs> you offspring of a bitch okay, bastard. Let's, let's keep going. Uh, what else do we have to say? Um, I am a Sydney Green Street stan and will make a Sydney Green Street fan cam. Yeah. You should... <laughs> I, that should be another T-shirt that we have. It's just that shot from the Maltese Falcon that, like, is described in that quote from the cinematographer or whatever as, you know, pans up to Sydney Green Street's large stomach. <laughs> you just have that shot, like, on a T-shirt, you know? Do you know the one I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that would be great. Also, he's not that big. Like, I keep saying oh, that, but he's not. Gosh, guys, you're so mean. Gosh, you 40s guys. jerks. Yeah, people are mean, <laughs> but they're fine. I loved the clothing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Some of the things they were wearing actually too weren't her freaking hat. Her freaking hat. <laughs> well, also she wasn't always like completely modest. Like it was mm-hmm. the '40s, but she was very glamorous and mm-hmm. like 
kind of showy sometimes. And I was oh. like, go off, queen. You look so good. <laughs> I want to wear your clothes. It was just so pretty. I mm-hmm. really, really like her. And in, in classic fashion, there isn't too much interesting about the things that men wear because it's, it's all the same. They it's wear a suit. He wore that coat, you he know. Wear a big suit, big coat. Yeah, he did have the the suit and the hat sometimes. But yeah. but, you know, it cannot compare to him. It's fashion. classy, mm-hmm. and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I think I just my brain associates forties and fifties. Mm, women's fashion to like the modest right like, swing style yeah. dresses which mm-hmm. i adore i still love she just kind of broke the mold with this with this one and well done i must say yeah mm-hmm. definitely definitely worked yeah well we will see many of these people again i think this might be our last humphrey movie <gasps> humphrey so. my love but we will see um <laughs> the guy that played captain louis Again, Claude Rains. He will come back in Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, nice. So cool. That's exciting. Ingrid Bergman, I don't think, comes back ever, which is tragic. Womp womp. That's a big womp womp. Um, do we get another Sydney Green Street performance? I don't think so. I don't think so. That's also I a wonder, wompity womp. I wonder if the only person we see again from this entire thing is maybe we just see Claude Rains again. I'm fine with that, though. I like him. Mm hmm. He's he's a man, a myth, a legend. Is he a big monkey? Mm, he's not too big of monkey, but he definitely monkey. He I, monkey. I do he want just monkey. to also <laughs> say, like, boy, like, what a fun character. He's so good. Like, he was, like, the most of the comedy, I feel like, in the yeah. movie. Like, I think, for had, me, he's the standout character. Totally, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he just had the best lines and the best delivery. And, like, oh, big fan. That is my least vulnerable spot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I appreciated the yeah. humor in this movie. Just, yeah, he kind of stood out for sure. Just with his lines. Great anyway. charisma. Mm-hmm. That's that's basically just my review of the movie. Great charisma. Great. So well well done um, to to everybody who participated in Casablanca. We can officially award it Even the movie you, overload Howard, podcast. Episode gotta, of the week. Gotta push the applause button on the on the thing. Oh, good job, everybody! <laughs> yes, excellent. That's, uh... <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have way too much this fun is with this. Maybe the only time we'll ever do this. Maybe no, we'll do it again I later. I love it. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah that was a joke. I'm Maybe. gonna <laughs> just start. We'll get some really... different ones. We'll get a boo one. Yeah. Yes. I'll go to freesound.org and like get some fun things. Yeah. I just want to start making really bad jokes so we can use the drum sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) If only we were that bad at making jokes. Hmm. True. I'm pretty good at it because I'm so witty and hilarious. (laughs) 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 Your face didn't even try to look amused. (laughs) It's fine. I'm laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I am am laughing. Can you not see the smile on my face? I'm not crying. I'm laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we should probably do the sounding off and the going home. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Time is running out. So anyway, follow us on Instagram. Hate on Wizard of Oz with us. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) At Movie Overload Pod. Follow us at Movie Overload underscore on Twitter on Twitter wow it's been a minute I mean it's been a week (laughs) send us an email at movieoverloadpod at gmail.com fan mail hate mail we accept all the mail um go to the website that we have for links to things I guess or on all of the podcast platforms leave us a review just like absolutely shit on us but give us five stars (laughs) go notice the difference in our new logo spot the difference and you get five stars. It is. It is. I, Indeed. I think I prefer it. I mm-hmm. feel better about it. Indeed. But yeah, we've done it. We've done it. Um, so yeah, thanks for the things, guys. Um, whatever things those might be. Um, especially if it's money that that thing is and you give it to us on Patreon. That would be delightful. Our, our, what? Our mid-tier is like 
the ASMR episodes, right? And then I think so. A high, a higher end tier is is the deep dive episodes. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we got stuff in the works. It's all it's all good. It's all happening. It's hip. Give it's us fun. your money, and in turn, <laughs> we'll change your life. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> We can promise this. <laughs> life change guaranteed. <laughs> Even if that life change is just you having ten less dollars. Yeah, I don't really know if it's better or worse, but it's a change. It's definitely a change. <laughs> we will do. Uh, we will affect some aspect of your life to some extent. Woohoo! I can promise that much. Yeah. Cool. Indeed. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the thing. Thanks for listening, guys. And as we say here, at the end of um, each and every little tiny baby adorable episode of this cute little <laughs> child known as the movie overload podcast i can think of like three right I know, now that's the thing it's <laughs> like i know i'm talking about how like great the writing and dialogue in this movie is and i'm on the spot now i didn't prepare this time and i'm gonna forget do the final line no, we already said that one, and that's that, a cheat. No one said it. No, that, yeah, did we not? No one said so. it. Uh, I tried to say it. This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Good job. I also, I like that one where he says, "Wait, oh, do it." I thought you were ending it. I was uh, like, "Don't end it yet." <laughs> I'm speaking. When he's like, "Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but very soon, and for the rest of your life." Yeah, Ooh, when he's talking one. about Ooh. her regretting her decision, I don't know. Just yeah, the there way it was phrased them, was really nice. Some like that that was like, oh, oh, yeah, just that was like deep. the whole script. It does feel through. like it. It does feel written out. Yeah, but like that's okay. Cause right, it works so in well. a good way. Yeah, it yeah. just yeah. does feel kind of lyrical and poetic sometimes. And like, it's lovely. Just like it just kind of hits you with it every once in a while, and I'm like, thank you. Like it. Thank you for that. I Thank like you. it. Like it does that, but it also has the like snappy, witty things in it. And I'm like, Thank you. I like all of it. <laughs> I keep you. saying thank you, but I'm just like, he's ah, grateful like, for this movie. I like that there's <laughs> just so many different flavors and they're all so well represented and it's good. It works. Good movie. He That's movie. our conclusion. Thanks Weird. for thanks anyway, for listening, okay. guys. Yeah. Please go watch it if you haven't already seen it. Thank Get you. Please. Alrighty. All right, and we, we love that's you. That's the end. Yeah. See you guys. Bye. Bye.